1: And the collection is free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, and mineral oil. So experience something new and discover what's good with the Pantene Nutrient Blends Collection. I get past the fluff to what's real. We go there, and it's fun, pretty crazy, and very revealing. Listen to Let's Be Real with Sammy J on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HouseStuffWorks.com.
0: to the podcast i'm kristen and i'm molly molly before we got into the recording booth today mm. you said something interesting to me. <laughs> just one thing <laughs> just one <laughs> only one <laughs> an interesting observation about yourself you said that you think that the podcast doing this podcast has made you a more honest person
2: i think so I think that, um you know we've talked about a lot of crazy, somewhat taboo things, mhm, Kristen. I think that when you um talk um uh, and get paid for talking about uh poop menstruation, when you say vagina Benises. a lot, you uh, just stop caring, and I think that your filter goes away, uh-huh. And I think that that probably has made me more honest in my, in my real life and also in the podcast booth. In your day to day interactions? I think so. Either that or I'm just really good at lying up to myself and I don't realize that I'm lying to other people. So you consider yourself a pretty truthful person, you don't? I think so. And, I, and like I said, I think that, um, talking about so many kind of, uh, you know, crazy off the wall topics has made me just more honest about it.
0: What well, about you, Kristen? Does that make sense? That makes absolute sense. And I think that you hit the nail on the head when you're talking about the difference between lying to other people and lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. Because what we will learn is that when it comes to lying, people tend to lie to themselves about how much they lie. Right. Something that distinguishes humans from animals. Because you know what, Molly? We are just, humans are just a pack of liars.
2: We are. Uh, in case you haven't guessed, the topic of today's show is lying. Yes. And in reading uh, all this research to get ready for the episode, it just boggles the mind how many lies are told in the course of one day. So
0: many lies as we go throughout um, our day-to-day interactions. And we wanted to focus on, as we typically do with mom stuff, whether or not men or women lie more. Mm -hmm. Because when we initially started researching, there were stories that would pop up saying, news poll finds that men lie more than women. And then, of course, you'd have uh, some studies saying that women lie more than men. But what's really the truth?
2: That's what we're going to get to. Yes, the truth. The truth. Yes. Let's get down to the truth. But why would you lie in the first place? Why are there so many lies being told? And the research shows that most lies are are pretty good. You wouldn't want to take them away from society because they're the the grease that keeps society's wheels turning. Yeah, there's a social
0: function to lying. For instance, when you see someone, see, see a gal pal with a new haircut, and... It looks awful. It's like a bad Rachel from Friends, Mm -hmm. and yet it's 2011, and she has somehow chosen to get a Rachel, and it's so dramatic. You have to say something, and you're not going to say, dear God, why did you do that to your hair? You say, hey,
2: my God, I love your new haircut.
0: She says, really? I don't know about it. You're like, no, really, it's good. It's
2: good. Yeah, or if you're invited out to dinner, if a a pal cooks you dinner and it's overdone or something Mm -hmm. like that, you're not going to say... Eh, three stars out of five you're gonna be like thank you so much i love this highlight of my week betty crocker in here so those those are when people talk about how many lies are happening it seems like these are the majority of the lies yeah we're not
0: yeah it's not like everyone's just walking around intentionally spinning tall tales
2: right in fact most people when they're confronted by videotapes of themselves in conversation with another person are surprised by how often they catch themselves lying. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems to be just a reflex that we have, and it's not something that we're deliberately planning. We're not going around engineering plots to tell people that the sky is green and that we saw like six elephants yesterday. That's not really the type of lying that seems to be the majority of the lies being told.
0: Just little embellishments here mm-hmm. or there, just to gloss up the mundane perhaps.
2: Especially to uh, protect our own self image to ourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, some researchers have found that when our self esteem is threatened in any way, that's when the little falsehoods start to come into being. You know, someone will say, Oh, you know, I got an A on the test and you'll say something like, Oh, I got a pretty good grade too. And it may not be a good grade, but you know, you need to believe that you got the good grade. But one interesting fact, what I did find in this research is that um, students who lied about their grade point average. Later went on to have higher grade point averages, and in some ways, lies can be self-fulfilling, especially when they're tied to your level of self-esteem. When you want them to come true,
0: Molly, that sounds like the secret. You remember that book? <laughs> I did not read that book. <sighs> basically, lying to yourself into, you know, willing things into existence.
2: But basically, lies are all about image. Yes, you want to protect your own image, and sometimes you want to protect others' image because
0: you're never going to tell a lie about yourself that would make he- that would be less flattering. Than the truth.
2: I can't think of one you'd tell like that. Yeah. And but let's want pity. True, true.
0: And just how much are people lying? The answer is a lot. Uh, There was a study published in the Journal of Basic and Applied Psychology that involved strangers sitting down having conversations and the researchers videotape the conversations and afterwards had the people go back and watch it and predict how many lies that they told before they watched the video and then actually see what they said and see how the reality matched up to what they how much how much uh how truthfully thought that they were and get this Molly in only 10 minutes 10 minutes of conversation
2: an average of 2.92 lies were told. But you know how they got people to identify these lies was to call them inaccurate things. It's not like people thought they were lying necessarily. It's more like fudging the truth. But yes, in a 10-minute conversation, average of 2.92 inaccurate things. How long do you think we've been talking now, Kristen? Kristen?
0: probably way too long.
2: I mean, who knows what lies we've told. <laughs> but we
0: learn to lie from a very young age. There was an article online in uh, Live Science that said that by the age of three,
2: babies figure out how to fudge and fib. Well, think about Christmas or another holiday when you get socks And you have to say, Oh man, I love these socks. They're exactly what I wanted. I mean, you learn your parents teach you how to lie. Right. Now, one other factoid that really surprised me, Kristen, and makes me a little suspicious about our relationship. Uh oh. People are more willing to lie to their coworkers than to strangers. I mean, granted, you see them more. Yes. So you don't want to be on a bad foot with your coworkers. You know, if you, if you tell a stranger you hate their haircut, then you might not have to see them again. And maybe that self-esteem factor that you
0: were talking about earlier comes into play a little bit more in a work environment.
2: Mm-hmm. But, you know, one researcher did point out that lying must be sort of a very short-term thing in our brains because the long-term effect of being caught in your lie is could be more damaging if it is someone you see all the time.
0: Right. No one wants to be labeled as a liar,
2: no. even though even
0: though everyone's walking
2: around telling <laughs> lies. Or inaccurate things. And that's the thing. We, we've convinced ourselves they're just, you know slow a little inaccurate. It's not a lie. But, a lie seems to be malicious.
0: But not only are we co-workers and therefore more prone to lie to each other, we
2: are also, in academic terms, a female dyad. Oh my gosh, female dyads are the worst lying ever. Get two women sitting across the table, much like you and I are, mm-hmm. and the lies come forth. And that really surprised researchers because gender stereotypes hold that women have more intimate friendships than men do. And it would seem counterproductive to this perceived intimacy to have the two women lying to each other. But lo and behold, uh, in this study that looked at gender and lying, which we're going to go into right now, it was women in interactions with other women That lied the most. But they were very specific
0: types of lies. There were more lies for the benefit of the the woman sitting across from the table.
2: Right. This study breaks lies down into self-directed lies and other directed lies. A self-directed lie is something that really pumps you up. You know, it's exaggerating how much money you make or... You know what a great deal you got on your new car. Something that really increases uh, the esteem another person will hold for you. Mm-hmm. An other directed lie is a lie that's told to protect or to build up the esteem of someone someone else. It would like, be like telling you, "Oh, I like your haircut." Yeah. Wait, what are you saying about my hair, Molly? It's just a hypothetical, Kristen. Oh, God. Yeah, with this,
0: uh, with this landmark lying study, because there really haven't been that many studies on deception, because as you could imagine, it'd be kind of hard, a hard to, to, study. <laughs> to study lying. Uh, this researcher from the University of Virginia named Bella DePaulo had a group of students and then a group of people in the community keep a lying diary mm-hmm. essentially for a week. And she then categorized the types of lies that were told, who they told the lies uh, to, whether they were about themselves or about the other person. And an
2: interesting gender pattern did emerge. Right. When those when that dyad of uh, female was present that we just mentioned, we were more two women were more likely to tell uh, other directed lies. We were always trying to protect the other person saying, oh, no, you did the right thing. Breaking up with that guy, even if we maybe think, oh, you should have, you should have saved that one, or, or whatever the lies that we, your mistruths, or what, however we're gonna categorize these little white lies, that was the kind of lie that the women told, especially with other women.
0: Whereas men tend to tell self-directed lies, such as, oh, I got this fantastic deal on my new Jaguar
2: car. I just spent seven hours in the gym working on my muscles, and they're so big because of it. <laughs> I'm sure the men out there will love our stereotypes of what male yeah, lies these are, are. really boring lies that we're coming up with <laughs> right now. Because we're so honest, Kristen. That's true. I'd, I would feel skeptical if all of a sudden you were throwing out really great lies. But the
0: big question we wanted to answer with the podcast was whether or not men or women lie more. Because you'll see a lot of relationship advice about how men tend to lie all the time. Or watch out for those deceitful, witchy women but DePaulo's research indicates that men and women tend to lie about the same amount.
2: And when men and women were, were in conversation and a lie occurred, uh, it was usually a self, a self-focused lie. Mm-hmm. But it was only those women to women interactions where it was an other-focused lie. But we, we are very kind with our lying. I believe one in four of the lies, according to DePaulo, is an other-directed lie. And, uh, you know, people said that these weren't, elaborate, thought-out lies, 70% of them, if they had the chance, would lie again, tell the exact same lie. Yeah, even though it made them more uncomfortable to
0: bend the truth a little bit, they still wouldn't do it any differently.
2: Mm -hmm. It
0: would still preserve their feelings or lie about their GPA or whatever it is they're 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 fibbing about.
2: And most people thought that the other person couldn't tell that they were lying. Mm-hmm. They never felt that they got caught. Yeah, even though humans
0: are so good at lying and were lying all the time. What was it? In the DePaulo study, I believe it was uh, among the college students, one in every three social interaction involves some kind of lying, mm-hmm. whereas in the older uh, community population, it was one in five interactions. So it's just something that is almost second nature to us with our social interactions. And yet we're not very good at detecting lies. But then the question really becomes, are we not so good at detecting lies or do we just not want to detect the lies?
2: I think that's a fair question, because if one in four lies are an other directed lie meant to protect us, do you really want to know? I mean, do I really want to know, Kristen, if you hate my haircut? Yeah. Or, you know, because, you know, at the end of the day, what do I care what you think of my haircut? I mean, if I made you dinner and you said it was disgusting, Molly, I I don't really think that I'd want to know. That's just, I mean, you know, it's not polite. There's a fine line, I think, between uh, politeness and lying. Mm -hmm. But, of course, then you get into, you know, none of these studies really deal with, let's say, a lie in a relationship, uh, a, a, a romantic relationship. And I think that those are probably the lies that, you know, become the basis of romantic comedies and sitcoms and really big heartbreak, too, uh, if it's a lie that feels like this betrayal. Right. Psychologists often
0: say that you save the worst lies, the most hurtful, monumental lies, for the ones who are closest to you. And people in dating relationships especially lie to each other all the time. Uh, Bella DePaulo, who was the researcher we were talking about earlier from the University of Virginia, said that dating couples
2: lie to each other in about a third of their interactions. A third? A third. But what was weird is that married couples lie less. Yes. But the lies will be bigger. Yeah. So I, don't, I take that with a grain of salt. I really can't say which one I'd prefer. Yeah. But, Kristen, I think the, the question then is, can you detect a lie? And according to one study, women are better at sussing out these little untruths that we tell each other mm-hmm. uh, between friends than men are, that women are just more uh, able to pick up on the body language miscues. And, you know, we we did come across one article about how to tell when someone's lying. And, you know, it was kind of frustrating. They seemed like pretty generic uh, tips about body language and watching when someone's body language was uncomfortable, watching when someone tried to cover their hand, mm-hmm. I mean, cover their mouth with their hand. Um, watch when someone's eyes were shifty, but you know, all these studies talk about how we are able to internalize and almost make true our lies As soon as we tell them, it's almost like, as soon as you say, Oh, I like your haircut. You can just believe that you do like her haircut. It just becomes self-fulfilling prophecies, kind of like the GPA study. Yeah, And that's why lie detector tests aren't allowed in court, usually polygraph tests, because you know, if you can, those tests measure fear and not truth. Mm-hmm. They measure your reaction to telling the lie, not the lie itself, and because we humans are so good at believing our own uh lies, you know, you don't have that fearful reaction necessarily when you're recounting whether, you know, you lied to your mother or your father or something. Moms by the way, the most frequently lied to group. Sorry moms, but everybody's
0: lying to you. It's true. This was from a Survey done by the Science Museum in London, and the poll found that men supposedly lie more than women. But again, women might have just been lying about how much they lie because men and women define lying differently. Men tend to define lying as sheer misstatement of fact, pretty cut and dried, whereas women attach an emotional angle to it. We tend to define lying as something as a
2: mistruth that
0: hurts us,
2: which is so weird when you compare that to DePaulo's research about how women, especially when they're talking with other women tend to lie more with other directed lies. It's like when we are telling the lie, we know that it's meant to protect the other person, but when we're confronted with the fact that someone has lied to us, it's a betrayal. And I feel that's a really interesting split. You know, we're lying all the time to protect other people's feelings we don't want our own feelings protected. I think that's kind of bizarre. But to go back to this um, Science Museum of London, I did want to throw out a few of the lies that men and women had in common. And those lie, the number one lie that both men and women had in common was, nothing's wrong, I'm fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, we've, all,
2: we've all said that one. We've all heard all? that one. Mm-hmm. Other lies that they had in common was, it wasn't that expensive. Both men and women would say that. I'm on the way. <laughs> They weren't really on the way, and I didn't have that much to drink, and According to that poll, British men lied to their partners most often about their drinking habits. Ooh. Something to bear in mind?
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. Another <laughs> podcast topic. So with all of this uh, this lying research, I think we can we can tie it up pretty pretty easily, saying that men and women all lie. We're all, we're all a bunch of liars. Women do it a little bit differently. We especially tend to lie to our girlfriends. Uh, and men and women see lying and define lying a little bit differently. But is this really a problem? You know, we, we demonize lying so much, even though clearly it's part of everyday social interactions with people.
2: Yeah. They've, they've said that people who can't lie. Do not have good social lives because being able to lie is part of having relationships. So, is are there such things as good lies?
0: You know, maybe, do we need to kind of give give little white lies more of a break and give them yeah. a happier name? Yeah, maybe just like uh, like, mm, like balloon words, like nice nuggets. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, here's a <laughs> nugget for you. It's it's completely fake, but. It's something to tie you over. Yeah. Until your hair grows out from that <laughs> god-awful haircut.
2: <laughs> yeah. If you've got better, better terminology, we'll take that in, uh, listener emails, but we want to know what you guys think about yeah. lying. The biggest lie you've ever told.
0: Is it all, I mean, is it really all that bad that we're walking around lying through our teeth constantly? Let us know your thoughts. Be honest too when you email <laughs> us. We won't, we won't judge you. And it's momstuff
2: at howstuffworks.com. <laughs> All right, I've got a listener email here from Hannah, and she writes about our charity podcast. She writes, I just finished listening to the donation podcast, and I wanted to share a donation activity that I do with my friends. Each month, we get together for a nice dinner out. The person who picks the restaurant also picks a charity. At the end of the meal, we all give 5 to $10 to that person, and they make the actual donation after explaining what the charity is. That way, each person makes a few donations a year to a charity of their choice, A larger donation is made than what one of us could have made on our own. It's a small amount of money each month, and it's a fun evening out with friends. It's been a great way for all of us to actually donate rather than just saying we want to. This is an idea we got from other friends who do something similar, and I would encourage anyone who wants to give to charity but doesn't get around to it to give this a shot. Very cool idea.
0: I've got an email here from Kristen in Australia, and this is in response to our podcast on the G-spot She writes as a type one diabetic, I exercise daily. And now that it's summer in Australia, that means a daily walk in the bush. Imagine me walking through eucalyptus shaded paths, dodging wallabies and goannas. My fearsome hound just scared off a brown snake in my path. And I'm laughing my head off because I'm listening to the G-Spot podcast. And I laugh the loudest to Kristen's closing line of, and I forgot that I said this Molly. Every vagina is just a little bit special and special they are indeed that line reminded me of an acronym used in diabetes forum land which is YDMV your diabetes may vary used in lines like hey here's a tip you can use try and see if it works but then again YDMV apply this to the G spot and you get YVMV hey here's a tip that might help you find your G spot but again your vagina may vary I would like to see this in common use Kristen I would like to see that in common use as well. That is a fantastic idea. So if you have fantastic ideas to send our way, our email is momstuff at howstuffworks.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook and leave comments over there. If you'd like to, we also have a blog that you can read during the week. It's Stuff One Never Told You, and you can find it at (laughs) howstuffworks.com.